What's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, the first podcast of a sub-series to what is going to be a hopefully a long, long uh, recording of a podcast. Right now, I'm sitting here with Lynn Thomas. The podcast Hello. name is Quarantine Road. Welcome, everybody. And the reason why I decided and Lynn decided to record this, basically no one's got any shit going on right now. So might as well, besides pretend that you're going to pick up a, you know, a hobby in these uh, right. very small t- you know, these times. Right. No might one's picking up hobbies. Or yourself being, a, you know, an idiot. Lynn, go ahead. Yeah. What I was saying, a good hobby to pick up. There's not a chance in the world I'm going to start like carving spoons or potting plants or crocheting anything. So yeah. this works out good for me because I don't mind talking shit to, about stuff. <laughs> yeah. Basically, uh, we're good shit talkers, so we might as well just talk shit. The other thing that I was telling myself, Lynn, uh, I don't know about you, but I was going to pick up the guitar, and I bought this guitar, and actually, you actually helped move it, thank you. Uh, (laughs) I don't remember a guitar uh, being there, but yes. I boxed it up pretty well. Okay. Yeah. it's sitting in the corner of my room right now. And the only times that I've touched it is literally the two times that I've moved it. So. Right. Well, in a similar vein, I bought a, an electric keyboard probably like four months ago, thinking I'd spend like maybe three or four hours a week practicing because I used to play when I was a kid. Right. Haven't touched it in like three months. So, yeah. Like I said, even the hobbies that are right in front of my face, still not taking them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, too much effort. However, I have been taking, so what I have been doing is, uh, this is a new hobby of mine that I've only started since the, the COVID uh, hysteria has been around. I will just, whenever, whenever there's an essential business open, like on the afternoons, I'll try and stop by like one or two essential businesses, whether it's a convenience store or grocery store or doctor's office. And I just walk into the front door and I go like this. <coughs> hey guys, just letting you know that I'm okay. And then I leave. And everyone kind of looks at me like, why did that guy cough into our room and then just say he's okay and then leave? And I've only had the cops call on me once and I've done it probably seven or eight times. So I think that's a pretty- So you've good. actually had the cops call on you? Like this is news to me. Yeah, but like they didn't, you know, they just like, I was leaving and they're like, you know, picking up the phone and typing in 911. I didn't see any policemen. And it's just, you know, they threat. I guess the threat of cops was, was what really happened. But yeah, I've gone, I've started going around to places and, and giving a benign cough and then saying I'm fine just to, you know. A benign, a benign cough. A benign cough just to make people scared. Because, <laughs> you know, if there's nothing now, if there's anything now, there's an excess of fear. And I would like to pr- procure and maintain that excess of fear. Yeah. No, yeah, the uh, definitely we're gonna get into this as we introduce ourselves. By the way, uh, I am Jack Taylor. This is yeah, that's important. Also, Lynn Thomas, and uh, we got to give a little intro to the uh, our, our ourselves. So I'll go. Yeah, I'll go you go first. Yeah, I'll go first. Jack Taylor, uh, living in you know multiple states. I've been. I grew up Maryland. Then moved to Georgia for a while. That's where I met Lynn. Good dude. He's pretty mm-hmm. funny, but you know, hung out a couple times and lived in Georgia for roughly five years. Got to know the Braves at least, and the Falcons right. still suck. Yeah, I got my Calvin Ridley jersey right here. I don't know why I bought it, but I bought it. 
he won me a fantasy. He won me a fantasy one year, so that's why I did it. Yeah, well, that's respectable. So basically, born and raised south of the border of the north and the south, but still considered a Yankee. Lynn, go ahead. I'm a full-blown Yankee, born and raised on Long Island. Uh, went to school for college in North Carolina, then moved to Virginia for a year to work. And then that work moved me to Georgia and I've been here for maybe four years. So I'm kind of like a Yankee transplant, which means, you know, I, I'm pretty aware and I can observe and notice the general you're, you're lack of intellect. You're educated. Yeah, educated. Yeah. The general lack of intellect down here, which is becoming even more and more clear as and the yeah. hysteria. <laughs> We're going to talk on. about that as we go along today. Right. And uh, no, it's great. Yeah, Lynn Thomas, Jack Taylor, this is the podcast. And uh, Jack, uh, anything else you want to say about your, excuse me, uh, Lynn? Yeah, you can ask yourself if you want. I, you know, Jack, I could yeah, ask you if there's anything. Nothing really. I should stop talking. Uh, Lynn, go ahead. Uh, well, I would say in other potty slash podcast news, I did buy a bidet recently. So I hope everyone liked that pun. It was okay. It was but, uh, it was pretty uh, shitty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the uh, but let, right, me, so, let me tell well, you why like, I is, bought this thing. If anyone's actually listening to this, which uh, at least hopefully we get like five listeners, including or excluding, including I should us. say, yeah. uh, our mothers. Uh, yeah, that, well, they should not be listening yeah. to this. But we want to go into. We're in quarantine. That's what. Hence the name of the the, the subseries, Quarantine Road. The uh, the podcast is basically about what's going on in your life, you know, in these times where there's nothing going on. So the topics right. today are basically what the hell are you doing? One, mm-hmm. two, you're probably buying random ass shit. Three, uh, fuck Billy Eilish. So we'll get onto that later. But and okay. also reminisce about <laughs> reminisce about what were sports. So. Right. What are they even now? Yeah. Exactly. So, well, so both, uh, uh, what, did you, what did you buy there, Lynn? Oh, right, right. The Tushy product. So about two weeks ago, when we were during the height of the uh, toilet paper scarcity, which we're still probably in the height of it. I don't think I've seen toilet paper in the store for a while. I got down to like two rolls left. And so, like I said, there's an excess of fear just everywhere right now. So that fear infiltrated me. I had two rolls left. I didn't know what to do. I didn't think I was going to be able to get one from the grocery store. I was concerned about going to Costco. So I went online, Googled bidets, retrofitting bidets, and I got myself a Tushy, who is not a sponsor. So I'm not going to tell you to go buy them because they're not a sponsor. But Sponsors are later, though. We're, we will have our I will say. Well, if they ever want to do sponsor us, that's fine, because I'm about to give you some high praise. It is probably one of the better bathroom purchases I've ever made. Now, the first time I ever used a bidet was six or seven years ago when I was a junior in college, you know, and it was it was actually Easter weekend. So however long ago that was, six or seven, almost to the day. I was at my friend's parents' house in a little island off the coast of South Carolina, and they had one of those Toto brands. Toto's that Japanese toilet that's like sure, yeah, they got I, it. I, I, I've toilet. had a shit or two on a Toto before. You had a shit or two on a Toto? They're good shits. Well, they had one of the fancy, fancy ones with like massage settings and a heated seat and a heated stream or a cooled stream. 
And so that was my first like foray into bidets. And it was nice. And I just never really, you know, seeked them after that because I'm not buying my own toilets and they didn't really have retrofit versions available. So now we're at two weeks ago. I got three piece, I got three rolls of TP left. I'm I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared and I'm nervous that one day I'm gonna forget that I used my last roll and I'm sitting on the toilet and I got a shitty ass and now I gotta like hop in the shower. So what I do is I go online, I Google the days and I buy a tushy and uh it comes in like a couple days and it took like 10 or 15 minutes to just hook up you hook it up to the water so line you, you, you order it through amazon is that what no through tushy.com it's there tushy, yeah once again not a sponsor so don't go to them but uh i got it, it takes 10 or 15 minutes to, to hook up and i will say my asshole has never been cleaner and my so, bathroom experiences, uh, the time is re- reduced significantly, and yeah. the my butthole health is also like through the roof. <laughs> it's all about the health these days, right? So I've never personally, I've never used a bidet. You've never what, used one. What, what, why is it like? I'm kind of, I'm sure everyone else that's listening here is kind of fearful of getting squirted in the ass, uh, like. What is, uh, tell us, moving from the regular uh, toilet paper to asshole or uh, squirt up the ass movement, is it, is, it, is it worth it? Right. So I guess I'll give you a little breakdown of my pre-bidet wiping strategy and then my post-bidet wiping strategy. Yeah, yeah. That's pre-bidet true. is, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty, like, big dude. So, like, I eat a lot, which also means I shit a lot, like. I yeah, would, shit, yeah, shit, shit happens, lot, right? Yeah, so happens. shit happens. So I'm not one of those people that sits down on a toilet, plops a little turd out, and they got like two wipes and they're ready to go. No, I have like an an ordeal. It's Honestly, I would like to meet attempt. a person that is able to just have a. They're all they're around. Like, I don't oh, know. Oh, I'm ready do. to get up. It's like no, I got to wipe no. for maybe another thirty minutes before it's clean. right. Anyway, continue. right. I, I'm not coming out with if if the last wipe has a little bit of brown on it. I'm not leaving. I don't, yeah, care yeah, exactly. care. I don't care if it's like uh, a, a tint. I'll, I'll, yeah. I will uh, leave when my ass bleeds before. I'll see blood before. Yes, I'd rather have blood than brown, 100%. Yeah. So prior to this, like you're saying, I'm spending three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes just wiping. And it's like, yeah. this is too much. Now, I've got this bidet. Like I said, it retrofits to any toilet. It's got a little nozzle knob thing on the side. It's it, it literally it just like attaches to your toilet. Attaches. You it comes with its own little like uh, like uh, connector to hook it up to your water line, and then you can hook the the pipe, the little braided uh, pipe, up to it. So you're taking from directly from the water. You're not taking sure. from the the tank behind you. Okay. And you just do it. And what I do is I take I take my shit. I give it a once over wipe to get any bulk debris away, and then I turn that squirty thing on squirts you in the asshole i try and envision like i'm like i'm pressure washing my butt and kind of maneuver myself so that i get all the little nooks and crannies maybe a an eight to ten second uh water flow yeah then it's maybe two more wipes after that one the first wipe is to just get the excess water off you the second is to to get get in there and make sure there's no nitty-gritty but I mean, it's cut down my bathroom time by at least half. It's probably one. I, I suggest everyone get them. Once again, not a sponsor, so don't get a tushy until they want to sponsor us. Uh, basically, basically, you go to work and do your job more than uh, you should be. Basically, you're 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 actually it's beneficial to a company 
to purchase bidets for the, the bathroom. You're actually doing a right. horrible job at to anybody. That's why we don't have bidets here in the United States. By the way, we are recording from the United States, if that's not clear yet. Yeah, we're in the United States, so all you assholes can go, like, you know, fuck yourself. We're the boys in blue. We've won every war, and they can all go suck our dicks. Um, Boom. Yeah, you're right. I heard a statistic one time, which is um, what I'm going to say is not going to be accurate, but it's something like if you spend 10 minutes on the toilet each day at work, at the end of the year, that equals a week, a full 40 hour work week that you didn't work. So right there, if I'm an employer, whoever, I'm saying, days in, we're cutting of, shit time down like, to two like, minutes like, and then we're good. We got to talk about this. Whoever the, the analyst is, I, I appreciate statistics and yeah. people that do numbers being uh, from our background doing numbers. Of course, uh, that's our mm-hmm. main job. Anyway, the the person that's putting together like how much time is a person spending on the shitter and how much is a business losing because somebody, a human being has to take a crap uh, yeah. is horrible. That's I want to punch that person in the face. And the fact that somebody like was probably going grinning to their uh, boss and saying like, Hey, Hey, I got your numbers there, buddy. Uh, about, right. about what uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Shitter is doing over here is horrible. Right. That person well, needs I, to be punched in the face. Right. I agree. I I would say the statistic I read was more of an an estimate, just being like, hey, for like for shits and gigs, if you do spend ten minutes a day on the toilet, you basically get a week vacation, but you're spending it on the toilet at the end of the year. But who does that? I don't who, know if you've who, heard. Who comes up with that number? That's what. I saw it on Reddit. I saw it on Reddit. But. I will say, I've, I've heard reports out of Amazon warehouses for probably a year or two years now where like employees in the warehouses like complain because they can't go get a bathroom break and they're like pissing in bottles and stuff. So that means Bezos is like, he sees a stat like that and he goes, okay, so we're losing this amount of hours, paid hours per year per employee because they're taking shits. Why don't we just not put bathrooms in there? Then they have to work. And then you get these reports of, people in these Amazon warehouses pissing in bottles and pissing in buckets because they can't go to bathroom. So yes, I agree. In that sense, fuck those people. But in just the sense of doing math and like, you know, for fun, it's not the worst information I've ever heard. Yeah. So, and we're going to move on from the bidet. Is, it, is there That's anything fine. else? That's enough bidet talk for one day. Yeah. Is there anything? Oh, wait, else? one more thing. Uh, the bidet. So it's got a, it's got a nozzle, right? And the, it's got two settings. So one is the nozzle that shoots in your, the, the setting that shoots your ass. And that, that dial goes from 12 to about 530. And then the opposite way from 12 to about 630 is like a cleaning thing where it like rushes water over the nozzle to clean up if you got like any shit splatter on the nozzle. But I will say, I can only, the water pressure is so high that I only turn it to about 130 or 230. If I go all the way to 630, no lie, it shoots 15 feet. It hit the window. <laughs> so my toilet is right here. My toilet is right here. And if I open my door, there's a window straight across. It hits the window. So it's pretty intense. Damn. Have you, have you bought anything else besides, you know, cleaning your um, stuff? Let's see. Because everyone's, I bought- I'm sure everyone out there is literally buying random shit, and I'll get right. to mine. But I want to hear what you got there, Lynn. I think the I think the bidet was my most uh, extravagant recent purchase. I'm trying to think. 
I've gotten anything else kind of weird lately. I did. Oh, I, I did buy a new. Uh, I bought a new key fob for my car because one of the buttons started falling off and the the, the latch started breaking that like connects it to the keychain. But I still haven't. Uh, it's just like a new casing, but I still haven't replaced the casing yet. So, you know, I should probably do that because dude, you're my key is falling. Boring as shit, dude. I've yeah, well, you know, you, you we're in quarantine. We still need to live. I still need to drive places. I, it's boring, but. Oh, wait, uh, should I tell you about the t-shirt I saw today while the Corona t-shirt I saw today? Uh, yeah, go shoot. Go. Okay. So I was in the grocery store a little bit earlier and like, I'm in Georgia. I'm in Georgia. Do you, do you a lot of people to, wear, uh, do you have to, oh yeah, you're in Georgia. I'm in Maryland. Let's go through that. Right. Okay. So a lot of people are wearing masks and the main, but it's uh, not, it's store, not, uh, mandated that you wear a mask. It's not mandated, but a lot of people do. And it's nice to see them do that. But I saw a guy in the grocery store today and he had wore a shirt that said six feet back or six feet under your choice do you have photos of this can we put this i on don't have brand? a photo of it it was a brief we just walked past each other but i will tell you two things i'm 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 concerned about with this yeah we gotta move, move the gram we're, we're we're we have a lot of followers actually right now 50. do we really wow yeah we need to get some fan interaction yeah, well we, we two things that concern me photos on there anyway continue Two things that concern me. One, one I think it's a pretty good little pun, like six feet back and or six feet under. It's like, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's you're you're, you're putting it on display so that if you do, you know, step out of somebody's way, they're not like, what the fuck are you doing? Or if they get mad at you for standing too close, to be like, yo, cuz look at my shirt. Like, I'm I'm about this life, you know. Yeah. But one, he wasn't wearing a mask, so it's like, dude, you got to do your part. <laughs> yeah, sure, people can Go stay away from you, but baby. if you're gonna be Right, if you're going to be this adamant about the social distancing, you've got to wear a mask then. Two, sounds like a threat. I mean, I don't know what the legal standards are here, but just putting, like, what's the difference between saying six feet back or six feet under or be like, I'm a Republican, you better be one too or else. You know, there's not much difference. It's just like, you can't threaten me with a t-shirt guy. I mean, I'm, I'm just walking by here. Yeah. So that was a little, not concerning, but it was just, yeah, interesting little thing. So, but yeah, what do you buy? What have you bought? You bought anything good? Oh, yeah. I bought a lot of shit, uh, actually. What? What have I bought recently? Well, it's a lot of shit. So, basically, mm -hmm. I don't know if you peasants know that both Lynn and I are uh, essential to the workforce. So, we actually yes. are giving our lives to the COVID. Correct. We have to go in and work, and that's the people that we're running into if we're getting lunch or doing, you know, chores during the day, we're seeing a lot of right. weird shit. We're essential wow. workers and I'm lathering myself in essential oil since it started. So I smell like a lavender blossom right now. Just letting everyone know. So everyone knows Lynn Thomas smells like a lavender blossom. Thank you. But continue. That, what did you buy? That has cancer. Uh, the, what I was getting at, what have I bought? So I thought I was going to be told, to work from home and in that you know thought process because you know we should all be working from home keeping the distance i bought a yes. desk uh a chair mm. and everything to go with that to work from home and i bought it all you know all on you know everyone's using amazon I'm, this is no plug for amazon but it's the easiest shit to use these days right Used it, bought it, 
it was sent to me and then I was told like, oh, keep coming into work. And I was like, what the fuck? If everyone else is working from home, why, what I'm doing, why is it considered essential working right. with construction and all? I guess technically it is essential. So we have a, I, I carry around a letter in my car. Same. I got one too. Yeah. Yeah. Saying you, you that you get pulled over, we can just show that, and then that we're not. The funny thing is, like, I, I actually got pulled over on Easter Sunday. What are you, nineteen, dude? Getting I was, pulled I mean, over? I was going a little over the speed limit of seventy-five or whatever it was. It was way over, and then the, the as I was passing, I, I, I realized that it was a cop in like a SUV. Yeah, 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 and he he was getting off like he was literally getting off on the exit and i i was passing him and i slowed down as i was passing like oh shit this guy this cop literally is right there and then rather than getting off and just minding his own business he put on his lights balled my ass and then of course being the you know good samaritan that i am Right. I, uh, I pulled off and he literally pulled up next to me, rolled down his window. I rolled down my window. I'm like, it's Easter Sunday. I, I, I messed up. I, I, this I'm trying like, to get the Grammys. I'm trying to get the then, Grammys for her pot roast. Yeah. yeah. And then he rolls down the window. He's like, slow down. And then I was like, thank you, sir. So then thank after you. that, I went and did. It worked. You didn't have to be like, yo, I'm for the boys in blue, Trump 2020. Yeah. 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 I didn't have to do that. <laughs> But uh, that works a lot. I, mean, I didn't, have to, I didn't needs- have to flash my badge saying that, like, "Hey, I'm a, I'm an essential worker." It was a Sunday, mm-hmm. so it didn't really matter. Anyway, what did I, what have I bought besides the desk and all this stuff that I don't use? Rather than recording a a new podcast, I have bought a book. The first book that I've actually bought, as in, like, for you know having my own fun like it i don't know i've never bought a book for fun right for leisure was, as they say for leisure 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 thank you That's right. what, thank you lynn the i was i bought a a book uh then also bought what else did i buy oh i bought a watch uh on and not not a plug but dh gate do you use dh gate I don't think I've used DHgate, but I think I know, like I've used a similar thing where it's like they're a little cheaper prices because they like buy them in bulk, like, or they buy like the surplus off the guys and then they sell them to you on their thing. But yeah, I've done that before. Yeah, well, I, I, I got a, a nice, uh, let's say. A Seiko? Expensive watch that I got for literally pennies because it's not a real watch. I'm not going to give the brand, but it looks oh. phenomenal on paper. I'm waiting for it to come through, but it's coming. It's coming oh, nice. from Guangdong, if oh, that's well, well, well. a residence in uh, China. Oh, dude, you're fucked, man. China. Yeah. Well, I think they also send you a. Uh, I think they also send you um, frozen bat soup s- stock, so you can make your own soups at home <laughs> when you order something from Guang Guangdong. Are you yeah, sure? Yeah. Is it Guangdong or Guangzhou? It's uh, Guangdong, I'm pretty sure. Guangdong, Guangdong, okay. My, my freshman year roommate was from Guangzhou, I believe, China. Gangshuo? Are you sure it wasn't Gangshuo? No, it was... They're all no, prov- they're, it's all provinces over there. Well, he was from wherever the... He was from, I guess, 
the country that shall not be named right now. Really, if we want to get to the bottom of it. China. China. <laughs> but yeah, you bought, I actually bought a book too, but I bought it an uh, audio book. Yeah. I got a. Uh, uh, like basically just listen to it on YouTube. Is that what you're saying? No, no, I got it uh, on, I got it on iTunes. I paid the money for it. They, they deserve it. But um, iTunes still exists. I get, I mean, I don't really know if it is even iTunes. It's like whatever the, that button is on my phone that has the music, <laughs> right? But I got Dune. Do you know Dune? No, no. New? They made a they made a movie of it in like the eighties, which was uh not a failure. It just wasn't oh, did as. Say, did you say Doom? No, D U N E. Dune. Okay, yeah, no. Well, they're making a movie that's coming out whenever I guess movies start coming out again. But it's supposed to be very good. They made a movie in the uh, like eighties with it. The same guy who made. Um, Twin Peaks, the TV show Twin Peaks, I think, made the movie. But they're making it uh, again. They're doing a remake. Got a lot of hot, uh, heavy hitters in it. They got uh, they got your girl Zendaya. They got Oscar Isaac. They got uh, the chick from the Swedish chick from Doctor Strange. Which, if anyone hasn't seen Doctor Strange, you should go see that immediately. Uh, but yeah, so I bought that because I want to listen to it before I see the movie because I I want to get cultured. But I'm only like three or four chapters in. I'm not putting as much time into it as I should. But yeah, I did buy that. That's another thing I bought. Cool, cool. That's a, that's a good purchase. Yeah, I, besides the watch and the, the desk and everything that goes with it, the chair uh, for actual work, though, like besides the podcast, it's only been used for the podcast. Nice. No butt yeah. plugs? I know you're one to try and get butt plugs every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. They're, 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 uh, they're. I guess they're not an essential thing because right. people are using the butt plugs as like nose plugs these days. So, yeah, well, you got to use them nose plugs rather than butt, butt plugs. plugs. Well, I heard recently that uh, the corona can be spread through fecal matter and farts. So I've personally, when I go out, I stick a butt plug in so I don't affect anybody. So. I mean, I don't want to be applauded or praised for this, but you know, maybe a you're, maybe a you're doing below. your part as, as yeah. a uh, person, a, a citizen, a good all citizen. This so maybe weird uh, situation that we are is in like a, a round sphere that people are walking around doing random ass shit, and then you know you have a butt plug in your as a as opposed to a square sphere. Yeah, square sphere, those are weird, yeah. Yeah, those are weird. The next topic, I have a weird little tidbit that happened to me the other day. We, we're a good, I mean, like, this is literally the first podcast, so there's going to be a lot of random shit we <laughs> talk about before we get a uh, situation a system but, down. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Lynn. So, I was, uh, I obviously bought, like, a lot of canned food goods several weeks ago because I thought, I mean, I really thought we were going to be in a total shut down society like i went out and got you know i have a 20 bag i have a 20 pound bag of rice sitting in my kitchen which you i don't think i'm that. ever going to purchase a that 20 pound bag of rice yeah i know i have no idea what i just i walked past it and i was like this this i'll i'll eat this i probably won't um <laughs> but what i did buy or or huh, what was i going with there oh 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 so i bought the canned goods so i was making one of my canned campbells uh, not last night, but the night before, 
the chicken, it's the, one of the those, worst chicken noodle soup of like all time. Yeah. Well, it was actually chunky, chunky, chunky. Oh wow, it it so, up from a grade. If it was well, on scale, it went from and, a two to a two point two. Well, and to be honest with you, I modify almost everything that as is store-bought that I, I eat. Yeah, so. I added more seasoning. I added more noodles. I had so frozen meatballs that rice? I chopped up. So I didn't put rice, but I probably sh- I have too much pasta. Also, I'm getting rid of the pasta first. Yeah. But I could have put rice in it. Right, right. So I I modify it so I make it better than it actually is. But I was it was one of those uh, like tennis ball can opening ones, like you peel the top off. Yeah. And I sliced my pinky. It wasn't terrible. Just a little, maybe like a quarter inch slice. No one cares. And uh, well, listen, dude. Put a Band-Aid on it. But everything, thought everything was fine. Yeah. Looked down like two hours later, and I had a big splotch on my Band-Aid because it was still bleeding. <laughs> Put another Band-Aid on it like 1030, really tight, so tight that the tip of my pinky was like purple. And I was like, all right, I can't fall asleep with the tip of my pinky being purple, so I put another Band-Aid on. Woke up in the morning, took a shower, took the Band-Aid off, still bleeding, still actively bleeding. Put another Band-Aid on, go to work. I, I notice a little bloody splotch appears on the Band-Aid throughout the day of work. Come home, go for a walk outside, maybe like a 45-minute walk, 45-minute walk. Come back, take the Band-Aid off again because I noticed this red splotch had gotten bigger. Still actively bleeding. Dude, you might be I bled. a doctor at this point, man. I bled this for is... 22 hours straight. And what I think it is, dude, Yo. I... What I think it is, is what I think it is. This is really what I think it is. Like I was saying before, where they, you know, if you order something from Guangdong, they send over some frozen bat soup stock to you. Yeah. I had some leftover bat soup stock and I ate that on Wednesday. So I'm wondering if that thinned my blood out. <laughs> it's, I don't even know what to say to that. Well, I mean, you should say I'm. I thank you're. Thank God you're alive. One, yeah, yeah, well, I could have yeah, bled yeah, out. Well, that's what. And two, well, it, you know, eventually it worked. I didn't have to put any super glue on it or anything. As but as, as, was, as your platelets as has the uh, wound healed. Well, basically, I like called my mom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, gosh. "Mom, my finger has been bleeding for 22 hours," and she's like, "My my parents are." both medical professionals in one sense or another so i was like they might know what to do or maybe I, they could tell me that i ate something the day before or ingested something that would be causing this but basically i called my mom like a little pansy jewish boy saying wow wow i'm bleeding da, 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 da. and then literally two minutes later it stopped bleeding so i think i just needed to hear from my mother you you are jewish right i'm a convert your parents converted or or no, I chose to. I know you had the, uh, you got to have the, uh, you know, free ride over there to. Uh, yeah, well, I converted all. Like, I thought, I thought yeah. you were a Catholic. It doesn't matter. I'm anyway, raised anyway, Roman anyway, Catholic. Let me, let me, let me yeah. start over. Let me start over. Doesn't matter, race, religion, you know, or creed. Not, yeah, yeah, or a creed, whatever. He just dropped. He's, uh, you know, called my mother like a little Jewish boy, but uh, that's why I asked. Yeah, I mean, I am. I am and I'm not. It's all, we can save the, the Jewish story for another time. That's probably, a, that's a, a long story. But yeah, so I bled for 22 hours. I mean, it's concerning. I'm concerned. I'm over it now. I'm still wearing a Band-Aid. I'm not happy about it. I'm not proud of it. But it's it's a thing that's going on with me. So, yeah. Next topic? 
and we move on. Uh, actually, as we're all in quarantine, the the only thing that's on TV actually is politics. And I, Lynn and I, we, we try not to, you know, harp on politics and what people believe or not and like, or what side they're on, which is horrible to even like, as I'm saying it, the people that actually follow like, oh, I'm definitely blue, I'm definitely red. It's mm-hmm. stupid. It's freaking stupid. But the only thing that we can actually talk about is politicians right now. So I have moved out of the state of Georgia. I lived there for five years. I'm just going to say that. Uh, the only state that is moving back into, hey, we're out of quarantine. Let's fucking do shit, is, is Georgia. And right. I, I personally think that it is the wrong move. But uh, sh- I want to say Sean Kemp, even though he was the uh, Brian um, Brian Kemp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the dunk. Yeah, I know Sean Kemp. Oh, uh, Sean Kemp was the guy that used to jam for the Supersonics when it wasn't yeah, actually dude. existed. He was dunking like it was 2020 back when it was 1996. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Lynn still lives down in uh, 1996. So, yeah. what's going on? What's going on down there? And. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so Have what's you going seen on is weird today. Like I mean, it just opened up yesterday. Today I will say that April. What is today? April twenty fifth. Five, I think. Yeah, twenty five. So yesterday, nail salons, hair salons, manicure, pedicure, uh, tattoo parlors, barber shops. Tattoo parlors. How is that? How is that even? And bowling alleys open back up. I think those are all the things. There might be a couple of them more. Sure. I will say, though, yesterday when I was driving around, the traffic was higher. There, there's been zero traffic here because everyone's home. You can just drive all over the town and not yeah, yeah. experience we're, we're essential. Yesterday. So we, you know, Lynn and I, we, we, we actually do the dirty do work for all those people that are sitting and listening to this crappy podcast. Right. So, But yesterday, the first day of it being back open, the traffic was significantly higher. Now, when I heard that you were going to be able to go get a haircut, get waxed, get your nails done, get a tattoo and go bowling. I thought, I thought, Hey, know what I want to do? I want to go to a a bowling alley, get my head shaved and my beard waxed and get a pin tattooed on the side of my head, directly referencing a pin from the local bowling alley. That way the joke is I'm a pinhead. You you were, yeah, you were, you were as dumb as, Duncan yeah, right. I was there for it. I got the pin head tattoo, pin on the head. Get it? I'm one of these dumb people. It would have been, it would have been a, a lot for just the the joke, but I didn't end up doing it. So well, this is this is basically the rundown in Georgia. On April third, uh, Kemp, not Sean a, Kemp, Brian Kemp, Brian right? Kemp, correct, Brian Kemp, uh, gave a it put in place the shelter in place guidelines and he gave it for an initial 10-day period right now this is far later than most states initiated it so and it's and the 10-day period is a significantly less time than most other states who were doing like seemingly a month at the minimum so lynn you're you're painting a great picture of georgia continue So, so one you're a major politician you should be aware of the facts and figures of the economy in substantial ways you're an idiot Okay, guy, don't even say that. I would have been more happy if he said, this is, I would have been more happy instead of he said, I wasn't aware that the 
could be spread asymptomatically, basically just because of his ignorance and stupidity. I was involved with a, uh, a prostitute recently, and we've just been having crazy, crazy sex for the past three weeks. And I just haven't been paying attention. So I didn't know that we should shut down. I didn't know any of the facts and figures because I'm divorcing my wife and I'm in love with this prostitute and we're going to get married and move into a house together. I would have been happier with him saying that than just saying he didn't know. I mean, it's absolutely idiotic. Yeah. No. Then Trump uh gives the guidelines for his phased reopening which i think are valid guidelines we do need to get this country back all right up so and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that but like that trump not is affected. shit on more uh, uh, i don't even want to talk about it but continue well the, well, the guy well this is the, the guidelines he can play are why kemp is doing what he's doing yeah. the guidelines well, but, are but, but not crazy the those are versus the state and right he gave it up he put it up to the choice of the governors trump, trump can't win period but he's doing what the federal government should do anyway. Kemp is taking what it is that he's allowed to do as a state governor. We're, we're, we're state-driven, you know. Our, our, and he's running with it. Yeah, yeah, and he's doing, no, yeah, yeah. Anyway, continue, sorry. Well, so he hears that if you've had, whatever, 14 days of declining uh, cases, et cetera, et cetera, which we have had been declining, but... You know, the people in Georgia aren't necessarily uh, responsible or smart enough to really they're deal not, with being reintegrated so quickly. So we, we opened yesterday. We opened those nail salons and all these things yesterday. I'm sure that we'll, we'll see a spike, but it's difficult to look at the effects of coronavirus in, in, a, in a now time frame. The only real, uh, like, important and lesson learning data we can get from this is when we're in the future and we look at large chunks of time in the past to see what happened during those large chunks of time in the past. That's, that's, we that's, can't really figure anything out right that's now. That's a good statement. That's, that's how you actually analyze anything that happened in the past. Right. But what I think is going to happen, what I think we will see is even though Kemp is dumb, and he's made two dumb decisions and said one severely dumb thing about not knowing that it could be spread asymptomatically. Our window in Georgia of you being closed yeah, 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 was well, so small. It was so small that I think we, the uh, Georgia, the state, when we look back on it in six or eight months or a year or whatever, will technically be the state that succeeded the most with coronavirus because yes, we do have cases. Yes, we do have people that died, but the economic, the socio uh, effects, the political effects, all these, these secondary and tertiary effects that come from the sickness, not including deaths, which we don't have a lot of deaths. We have a lot of deaths. We have, we're not number one though. But since the time frame of us being closed was so short, we will probably look back on this and we will say Kemp made the quote unquote right decisions, even though the decisions he were making weren't informed and he wasn't thinking strategically about them. He was just kind of flying by the seat of his pants. Yeah. Unfortunately, at the end of this, people are going to, I think people will say, you know what? Georgia probably did it right. You know, and, and they couldn't do it in New York. They can't do what we are doing in New York. They can't do what we're doing in Massachusetts. Like there are places where what we're doing cannot happen, even though we do have a lot of cases. I think we're right now at like 11th or 12th place as far as the most cases go. But 
unfortunately, and I'm saying unfortunately because I think he's an idiot. I think what everything he's done has been stupid. But uh, I he, think he, but, we're going to be but, like – we're going to go from – Lynn, 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 sorry to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. is the better choice of the two that were given? What was the better choice? He, I think he was the better choice over uh, Stacey Abrams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if yeah, Stacey yeah. So, Abrams so there, was there, the You only have two options, basically. Right, none of them were fantastic. I mean, but he, he might not be the best politician or knows what he's talking about, but he personally, I think, and I, apparently everyone in Georgia thinks that he did a better job than, you know, yeah, right. Well, we can only know what happened, not what could have potentially happened. I think that no matter what, we'd still be in a bad position no matter who our governor is, because I genuinely yeah. think that, I'm not saying everybody in Georgia, but like the the thought process down here just isn't totally, it's not like a northern thought process, which is, all right, what do we need to do to get things done? What do we need to do to make people safe? It's like, it's kind of like, I'm gonna protect me and mine, and that's what it yeah, is. You yeah, know, like well, I, we, I don't care if that Corona's coming by. I got my AK, gonna, and I'm gonna stand out on the porch with no vibes. Yeah, we don't. Wanna yeah, so because I, for the most part, Lynn, I, I do agree with what you're saying, but I mean, we have, yeah, friends. But I think at we at the end of this, states, but then what you're saying is the North and the South, the, the mentality, right, but I think how they how they perceive, well, even how they take information is totally different. And like, yeah, totally different. You look at it as a it's it's very weird, but but the I guess the thesis statement of my thoughts on Kemp is yeah yeah um, right now Georgia is the laughing stock of America because we close too late and we open too early. We are the laughing stock. Everybody's yeah like yeah let them be the experiment. Let them open back up. Let's see what happens to them. Which well, the CDC, one state yeah, does literally it's home base for CDC. Right, it's home base for CDC, which is even more appalling that Kemp wasn't aware of the like the <laughs> characteristics of this disease. But right, right now we're the laughing stock. <laughs> right now we're the laughing stock. But I think, and unfortunately, I think in six, eight, twelve, you know, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen months time, when the Excel nerds do all their data and come yeah. back up, Georgia will go from being the laughing stock to being the state that probably did it right with no praise being given to Kemp because he didn't make those decisions with a strategically based mindset. He made them out of, oh, uh, I woke up this morning and you know what? The air was fresher. So yeah. I thought, must not be as much China disease in this. Let's open the nail salons up so them Korean ladies can get to hacking away at my toe. That, 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 that's a good, actually, that's an Alabama accent what you got going there right there. Oh, really? I was in Alabama last weekend. That's, that's, so maybe that's, that's why. More Alabama than Georgia. Well, I was in Alabama last weekend, so that might be why. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, I traveled across state lines. Am I even allowed to say that? Jesus fucking Christ. I got the paper with me. I had the paper with me. I can do whatever I want. Well, the funny thing with me right now is because I can't like change my plates or anything. I still have the Georgia license and license plates. I, I thought I was going to get pulled over day one because uh, I. I can't, I can't because plate. everything's closed down and right, I haven't yeah. had to deal with that yet, but hmm. I can't do anything about it. So they have left me alone. No one in Maryland has a Georgia license plate. Would, if I saw a Georgia right. license plate, like what the yeah. hell? The, right. What, the, right. What, what is this guy doing? Basically. Yeah, I agree. So it's more likely to see 
a New York license plate in Georgia than a Georgia license plate in New York or Maryland in in Georgia than a Georgia in Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's it's been weird, but I I haven't been pulled over for the plate yet, but I have no option because the DMV is shut down and I, honestly I don't really give a shit. Yeah, who cares, dude? Just it's you, it's just money you're postponing paying to the government again. Exactly, exactly. Speaking of the government, uh, have you been watching the the day to day, like Trump, Trump, Trumpisms? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna tell you right now. That guy's a beast. That, that guy's, guy's a, a beast, beast in press conferences. What did you say? That guy is a beast in press conferences. He takes no shit. Agreed. He takes no shit. And he throws it right back in their face if they try to spit shit at him. You know, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Et cetera, et cetera. He's just like, oh, next question. I don't whoa, care. Whoa. We're bringing negativity. Trump is literally going on the TV every day saying, hey, man, I'm here, basically. And I am trying to combat this problem against all of America. He is for yeah. America. And right. he's just giving the shit every day. Like, he might, as we all do, miss misspeak or uh we we say something out of line or it's taken uh the wrong contradict yourself maybe you know it's the second that he says something wrong there he is just getting you know cut up and chopped up right the fact that he's been our president and dealt with that the you know the first uh what is this oh yeah this is year four i guess for him Uh uh-huh and he's dealt with like getting just destroyed by the media till now. And now he's dealing with the most crazy uh, pandemic that we've seen since 1913. And right. he's trying to be a good guy and shows his face. The fact that he gets destroyed by the media, it bothers me. I don't know about you. What do you guys right. say? Yeah. Well, I think he. One, it's he can't really do anything about publications that write about him. But in person, when he's giving those afternoon briefings, and one reporter says, "Well, you didn't do this," and or "What do you have to say about, you know, the the fear that this is causing amongst Americans?" and he goes and says something like, "Why are you asking about fear? You should be asking about what we need to do to get better or to fix this. Like, why are you mongering fear right now, right here? That's a bad question. You work for a bad. I like when he goes." That's a bad question. That's a nasty question. You work for who? Who do you work for? And then they'll say, they yeah, say yeah, who they yeah, work yeah, for. And he goes, great. yeah, that's a that's a bit that's a nasty publication. That's a nasty publication. Next question. I I love that he one. Should he should be above that though. Don't you agree that he should be above like? No, no, no. Media, media, especially news media, is out of control, and someone needs to say, that's a nasty question. All you're doing is mongering fear. Next question about something that actually matters, not something that's going to get clicks to your online blog. Yeah. No, I, I know. I actually, I truly agree. I, I root. I root for the guy. He's the fucking president of the United States. Like, come on. Right. right. This is who you got. You gotta. You know. You can hate him all you want, but this is who you got. You gotta hope he does his. You gotta hope he does his best job and root for him to do his best job. And he's. I think he's. There are every. You know, I think he's doing a great job. Personally. I think he's I doing think a great job. Great I mean, despite job. what people will say, I think he's doing a pretty good job or the best that he could possibly do. And now people will come at you and say, oh, well, he canceled the pandemic task force three months before 
all this shit came down or he didn't do this or he canceled the production of more testing equipment or ventilators yada 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 it's like well yeah we didn't you know you only know so much you can only make the decisions you can make at the time being and if things change after that if things get worse then okay maybe he didn't make the right call but that's not cut him off at the knees that's what do we do next to get better not what did he do in the wrong that makes in the past that makes him bad it's what do we do now to get better so yeah is that enough uh, I, th- I feel like we've expended our political uh, corona talk should we move on to um did you uh, actually before we, before we yeah, go. did you hear about um elizabeth warren's older brother yeah didn't he die yeah yeah well uh, you know can't you just dance around a fire with a headdress on and bring him back to life <laughs> Isn't that uh, how that works? I was trying to drop a shitty joke. Everyone is listening. Yeah. She is, we all know Elizabeth Warren. If you don't know her, look her up on Google. And if you don't know her, you're... you're or you can go to the you're, National you're Geographic. You can go to the National Geographic website. And in there, they have a Native American registry. You can look her up on that. Yeah, well, the only reason I can make the joke that her brother died of uh, smallpox is because I'm probably more Native American than she is. And I... <laughs> You know what I got today at Publix? Which are delicious, by the way. Newman's own frozen pizza. Absolutely phenomenal. I I heard that was like one of the best pizzas out there. It is absolutely phenomenal. It is the best frozen. I mean, it's it's not... uh, DiGiorno is very good, but DiGiorno is a little bit more thickier. Yeah, but I like it. It's, I mean, DiGiorno's, what do you mean? You can't hate DiGiorno as a frozen pizza. It's a good pizza, but it's thicker, thicker it's doughier, it's airier. This uh, Newman Jones is a little bit thinner, crispier, but it is, the flavors are fantastic. The fact that I, if I ever throw a DiGiorno in the, in the oven, I, I'm mad at myself. Well, what are you getting? Elio's? I mean, what the fuck else are you getting? Uh, Tombstone, bro. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's very morbid of you. <laughs> anyway, continue, continue, man. Sorry. Oh, uh, well, I don't even know what I was saying. Let's move on to the next topic. The next topic. All right. So the fact that we have no sports right now, the uh, the draft is is finishing up today. Actually. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, never have I. I don't know about Lynn, but. Never have I been a true fan of watching the draft, and I, I'm a huge football fan, but uh, the draft has never done anything for me, but that's the only thing that we're watching. And then also, right. then the Michael Jordan fucking shit on ESPN, which you know, I think is is not as good as that. It should be. It's the, only, it's the only option that we have to watch right now, but everyone right. that's actually a sports fan is already knows what's going on there, what happened. Right. Um, I haven't watched the first two episodes. I'm sure it's entertaining, but it's just it's also entertaining. Like, it's entertaining. Right. Yeah. We right. We all kind of know the story. I guess it's for like new people. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's a story that's already been written and then we know it if, you, if you're a right. sports guy or a girl. This is almost like watching a documentary on like World War One. Like everyone knows what happened in World War One. It's just if you want to know about like exact battles and like generals and stuff, this is that. It's like so you can learn about exact games or series that were big or confrontations in the locker room or what coaches were doing. It's like it's kind of like that. It's like sure, yeah, we know it, but if you want to get a little more detail, go at it. Back to the draft, dude. Here's what I have to say about it. Oh, oh yeah, go ahead. Here's what I have to say about it. 
I'm not okay with the general terminology that is used to describe one's interest in the draft. What people say is, I'm excited for the draft, which is categorically incorrect. You're excited for the results of the draft. The draft could go on, could have gone on six months ago in a secret bunker on Epstein's Island, and none of us would have known. Actually, it probably did. It probably did. And then we get the results this week. You only care about the results. The draft itself is an absolute waste of time. I mean, what, what was it on, on a Thursday night, right? Yeah. It was a four plus hour broadcast. But the only parts of that broadcast that mattered were the, the individual seven seconds that Roger Goodell said, and for pick 13, so-and-so takes so-and-so. That's all that matters. That's the result. Everything before and after that is inconsequential and unimportant and honestly a bore. So, yes, it's good. It's interesting to see some of the strategic moves teams make, who they're picking. You thought maybe they were going for a wide receiver, but they end up going for an offensive tackle. Huh, what does that mean? Does that mean our offensive line isn't doing so hot right now? Are we trying to move people around? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There are all these little things going on. But you know what's going to happen? ESPN is going to talk about all this shit for literally the next seven months because yeah, they, know, one, yeah, yeah. they always do. Two, they really have nothing else to talk about now. Like they used to be able to be, oh, the golf game was interesting. The baseball game was interesting. NBA playoffs were interesting, uh, you know, et cetera. None of that's happening. So all they are going to, all they are going to be able to do is analyze the picks, which is like also who cares about that? Let me see the results during the season when these guys actually perform. That's all I care about, the results. We're not excited for the draft. We're excited for the results of the draft. And if everyone could align their verbiage to how I feel, that would be much better. Thank you. So who all are listening, uh, get with with Lynn on his uh, thought process. Yeah, you're excited for the results. Yeah, but um, I feel – what what sport do you think? I mean, like clearly we're in baseball time. Like it's definitely going to be MLB. I mean, it should have started literally, uh, actually, probably about a month ago for a regular season. Do we see, think that's right? Uh, what do we see that comes back the so we can actually watch a sport? Do you do you think there's something out there? Uh, besides, I don't think you'll watch a sport. Besides <laughs> bowling, right? Well, we could go right now, and I could go right yeah, now. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ass off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm planning on, I'm. I mean, I'm going bowling tomorrow, and I'm using a bowling ball in each hand and sticking my dick in another one of the holes and see if I can pendulum it down the aisle that way. That's but, the third. That's what the third hole in the bowling. Ball. That's what the third hole is for. It's for your for your penis. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think we'll see people attending a sporting event till next year's baseball season. Wow. wow. I think that sports will be played. I think that the NFL season will be played because there's a lot of money riding on it and they can still get the advertising licensing revenue from TV. Right now, but you're speaking the truth, dude. But I mean, if if you think I mean the the best case scenario would be they allow one quarter of the capacity of a stadium in. So if there's, you know, 40,000 people that could fit in the stadium, now there's 10,000 people that are allowed in and they'll have, you know, caution tape or, you know, seats marked off that are not able to be sit in. And you 
are going with your significant other or you're taking your kid to a game, you're not going to be able to sit next to each other. You're going to have to sit two seats apart. And I mean, that's the best case scenario. But realistically, it's not happening because over the summer, the, the, the virus is going to die down a little bit just because of heat and how our bodies react to warmer, our respiratory systems react to warmer weather. It's not as easy for diseases to live in our respiratory tracts. But the problem with that is everybody's going to be comfortable. The only reason he speaks to that is because his parents are actually... They are medical professionals. I am not a doctor, but I have played was, on one of the more than the, uh, the reg of... Uh, the average bear, right. But I, I'm not a doctor, but I have played one on TV, so I can speak about this. Um, <laughs> the problem is the virus is not going to be as effective during the summer, just flat out. That's just the way it's going to be because of because that's just what it is. The problem is everyone's going to get comfortable, right? We're going to get comfortable with not really getting well, infected. Well, you mean comfortable? We're going back to the norm, which is what we know. Right. We're going to revert more back to our normal lifestyle that was before this yeah. corona thing. But yeah. that will be a detriment once we get to September and temperatures start dropping. The virus becomes more prevalent. We forgot about social distancing. We're not washing our hands five times a day. We're washing our hands just after bathrooms. We're going into grocery stores and we're not wearing masks anymore. We're not wearing gloves. All these things that will revert to our comfortable pre-corona nature will end up biting us in the butt in September. So I really don't think that we will see patrons in a stadium till the earliest next year's baseball season. Ooh. I think there really needs to be a vaccine before anyone's allowed in a stadium. I mean, I think that's really what it is. I, I just can't imagine how they'd let it, you know, they're just a game, you know, sporting events are just places where thousands of people congregate. That's really what they are at the basis. Sure. There's an activity going on, but you know, no, no, the games I, I, will be played, but it, there won't be, there won't be spectators. So I, def I definitely agree with what you're saying, but it's so disappointing to, for the realization that we're not gonna I don't even know if we're gonna go back to you know what was normal like I, I honestly I think shaking hands is outdated but like interaction with people and having a good time enjoying a sports game and this is what we're talking about right now I don't think I don't think we're gonna see that anytime soon and uh, I, you know you know, our kids, you know, the, the younger generation, they're not going to experience what right. it is. And if we do see it come back, it'll be drastically different than what we're used to. I also will say, speaking about shaking hands, I agree shaking hands is gone. Actually, so I was one of the first advocates of social distancing, kind of like in Georgia. I know that's a crazy thing to say, but like, uh, no, it's not know. because you're educated. Continue. Right. So like, I mean, I went to, so, I mean, I got to look at a calendar, but I believe it was, so I believe the NBA got shut down on the 11th of March. Sure. It was a Tuesday and that's when Rudy Gobert got infected. So right then and there, I was like, okay, this is a major deal. They're shutting down a billion dollar business because of a virus. Billions. Wednesday, billions. Billion, billions. Once again, billion, billions. right? Thursday. Uh, I and during this time, a lot of uh, my friends and people that I know 
had already started kind of to work from home or they're doing, they're taking more general precautions. Whereas down here we had done nothing. Right. So on Thursday, I had, I had a weekly meet, I have a weekly meeting that occurs on Thursday and I was sitting at my computer Wednesday afternoon, waiting for the email to say, Hey, we're not holding this meeting. We're going to do it over Skype or we're going to do a call in or whatever. I didn't get that email. But before that meeting on Thursdays, the general meeting, I have a little bit more of a specific meeting with the same people, a little 10, 15 minute just get together. And upon departure of that meeting, one of the guys who was probably like 65 years old goes to shake my hand, right? And this is, this is March 13th. Sure. He goes to shake my hand and I'd say, oh, sorry, I'm not shaking hands right now. Uh, you know, I'm not shaking hands right now. No offense, but I'm not shaking hands right now. Yeah. And the three or four other people that were in that room with, with me looked at me like I had two heads. They looked at me like I had two heads because I didn't shake this guy's hand. They proceeded to then shake each other's hands. I was the only one who didn't yeah. shake. Just so and they, knows, they all died of cancer. Not yeah, COVID. well, no, of corona, 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 yeah, they died. They're, they're dead. I mean, it's sad. I did piss on their graves uh, last week, but... Um, <laughs> they looked at me like I was crazy. So that was, you know, a month and a half ago. I was kind of like, all right, they, we need to start taking these things seriously. Like a dirty look. They looked at me like I had two heads. They, you know, like a cocked eye with a raised eyebrow and like, what the fuck is this? Like, what the, what the fuck is this kid? Like, like they took this, basically they took disrespect. He took disrespect to it because uh, the normal thing to do is shake someone's head and hand and be respectful. But not when there's a disease that's spread by touching each other. And I'm not also going to shake a 65-year-old's hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're, you're doing it for him, too. Yeah, I'm doing it for him, right. I I did it for him, and they looked at me like I had two heads. So at that point, that was the point when I was like, okay, I'm in a state where people don't really get it. They don't really get it. And, you know, that was the Thursday the 13th. It still took, I think, two weeks for that meeting to become virtual. The next week, they still had a live meeting. And I think the following week was the first week where they made that meeting virtual. I mean, it's, it's absolutely out of bounds the way these people reacted to it. They yeah. just, they had no, they just, you know, once again, it's, I'm taking care of me and mine. I got my AR in the truck and we'll all be good. I'll shoot them Coronas right out the sky. And I mean, I even had to call, you know, at that point, that's that week we were getting emails from, Chipotle and LA Fitness and Old Navy and all these places that you get emails saying 10 or 15% off and they're saying, hey, these are our new guidelines for this corona thing. I was getting shit from fucking Moe's Grill and Chick-fil-A and I hadn't gotten anything from my company yet. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, You know, I had to call the head safety risk uh, assessment dude for our company and be like, hey man, what are we doing? All right. You know, I know we're essential that none of the construction has stopped, but we have to make adjustments in this office. And he's like, yes, you're totally right. We are, I will agree. We are behind the ball. Thank you for being adamant and get and getting with me and making sure that we're doing things and we're going to start doing things now. But it was, I mean, it was absolutely crazy. You have, you know, 50, 55, 60 year old owners of businesses that were not concerned about the livelihood of their business and how this virus would affect it no, until no, well, me, a 26-year-old, had to come up and say, hey, let's get our act together. Sorry, sorry to cut you off a bit. But, but yeah, I, that's I, all I had to say. I, I'm dealing with the same shit. And uh, it's, as an old, I mean, we're not old yet, but we're getting there. But like, 
we're not even close to like a 60 year old or 65 year old, you know, person that owns a business. Right. They're, they're more concerned about what they built than the, the health concerns of their individuals. Well, and yeah. that bothers me. That bothers me. I don't know if I'm speaking, I don't know if I'm speaking for you, man, but like, I'm right. Well, so my, my concern was not necessarily that they didn't care about our safety. It, it was that, I'm not really even concerned about the safe, the safety part, to be honest with you. I was concerned about the secondary and tertiary effects that come along with the restrictions of the virus. What are we going to do if one of the job sites we're on shuts down and I've, we've got 10 employees that now have to go to another job site? Are we going to take on the cost of those 10 other employees on a job site that doesn't need them? There's, you know, there's things you should be thinking about business strategy wise that weren't even being murmured. And I'm getting emails from Chick-fil-A saying no one's allowed in the store. You know, I'm getting Chick-fil-A's uh, emails from Chick-fil-A saying you're not allowed in our store, but my own company isn't thinking, huh, what are we going to do if everybody has to wait outside the job site for two hours in the morning to get their temperature checked? Who's going to pay for those two hours that our guys are waiting? You know, there's like these things and you'd think a seasoned business guy who owns two, three, four, five, six, seven companies across the Southeast and, uh, you know, mid-Atlantic would be thinking, oh shit, let's like think of potential issues that could come up and make potential plans for them. Now, granted, things are gonna change. What you thought of on day one isn't gonna be the case on day five, may not be the case on then day 10, and definitely won't be the case on day, the, the case on day 15, but you gotta think about it. You gotta put plans in place and you gotta have contingency plans for those plans so that when shit does go down or something changes, everyone knows what to do. It's not a, oh shit, what do we do now? It's okay, we thought about this. We got, we're going to go with plan B with a couple modifications because plan B doesn't totally line up right now. But A and C are, are not going to work. We're going to go with B and modify B slightly and we're going to go about our business. Those were things that I was like, why aren't we talking about this? Why is no one saying this? And eventually it started happening. But to be honest with you, who cares? Because we've just been going into the office. My life has changed. No, nothing. My life has not changed except I can't get toilet paper and I can't go to fucking yoga. So it's like, who, you know, you know, suck my dick and call me Mary, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, you, well, you've been going off on tangents here, everybody. I apologize that you even tried to listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We are moving on to what we're listening to. And I'm, I'm personally, I'm listening to a couple of comedians and it's getting annoying. Uh, Lynn, have you run into any of those problems yet? Yes, you have to specifically curate your comedian podcast that you listen to because a lot of the times there's just way too much shop talk. And it's like, I don't care, dude, about your time on the road. I don't care like who you used to open up for and like how that molded you as a comedian. Shut the fuck up, say funny stuff, talk about current topics and make fun of people. I don't care about yeah, talking about the Tempe improv that you both happen to perform at one weekend after another in 1998 before you knew who each other was. Shut the fuck up. But which comedian podcast do you listen to? One, uh, my favorite comedian that I'm listening to right now, and he's getting kind of, uh, I guess I've been listening to it Hot too much. Streets. Yeah, it's abused and used. Is Bill Burr. Uh, uh, Bill Burr is, he is the man right now for me. Yes, the Monday Morning Podcast. I, 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 I stay away from that because I think he's uh, 
When I'm listening to that, I think that guy is a psychopath. Who? Bill Burr. Like, when he goes to the Monday morning po- podcast and he's just like talking to his computer and l- the shit that he says. Though it yeah, is, I, that it is funny, if you ask me. It's great. It's good content. But it's too isolated. It, it's stuff that I think about in my own head and then yeah. I, I'm laughing at it because he's talking to a computer, if that makes sense. Right, right, right. I haven't listened to one of his, I haven't listened to the Monday morning podcast in a while. Just I used to listen to him years ago, but I just you know you kind of fall you fall off you go through cycles podcast. Yeah, yeah. But what I listen to regular regular regularly regularly. He's had a couple of wines. I'm drinking a little Lynn Special, which is about which is about one part uh, white wine or sparkling wine about a quarter part some sort of flavored sparkling beverage like a Pellegrino or something and yeah. then the rest of it is fill it up with just normal seltzer with ice it's delicious it's refreshing some people may call this a spritzer so uh that is going to be on the uh Instagram is yeah we'll put that on the website the instructions mixer. to follow everything we'll, we'll put the mixers on the the Instagram so everyone right. knows what we're drinking but Podcast, any podcast I listen to. Once again, they're not sponsors, so don't go and listen to them. But weekly, I listen to three of them. I listen to Chris Delia's. Yeah, he's he's good. He's good. He's good. He's talking to himself, but it's always it's more lighthearted than Bill Burr. Bill Burr's very uh, very dark, he's heavy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I listen to Chris Delia's. I listen to this one called The King and the Sting which is uh, Theo Vaughn, who I see him live and is very funny, and this guy, Dude, Brandon Theo, Shaw. Uh, was that the uh, show that we were supposed to catch together? Oh, we were supposed to go see Ari Shafir, and then the next week, Kobe died, and he made that video about... Yeah. <laughs> Look who got it now. Yeah. So we, I watched The King and the Sting, which is good. It's just like kind of a, a bullshit little funny. They do like different segments of like, people send in videos or photos and they kind of like roast them and just it's it's interesting and then i listened to this guy tim dylan who releases at uh who releases the podcast Min- midnight saturday into sunday so on sundays i listen to him and he is uh just by himself also like a bill burr and he's uh i don't want to say he's speaking the truth it's not always very funny he's very uh he's not a conspiracy theorist but he's open to thinking about things more expansively than just X, Y, Z. But I would, I would seek him out. He's, he's very funny. He, he's very funny. The one person that I enjoy listening to in recent months, and I think he's a funny guy. I think I, more than funny, funny guy, I think he's just more of a good person is Bert Kreischer. Oh, I forgot to say, yeah. I listened to, uh, Two Bears, One Cave. With oh, Bert that's and a Tom podcast. Huge fan of that show. Yeah, huge, been, a, been a huge fan of Burt Kreischer. I'm not trying to be like hipster or anything, but like I watched uh, Hurt, like uh, what's the, the show where he would like go do roller oh, coasters? Uh, Burt, Burt? Not Hurt, Burt, but it was um, Burt the Conqueror. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that and I also, once again, not trying to be a hipster, but I, I mean, I was a very early adopter of podcasts, like so early that I was like made fun of 
for listening to the podcast and not like listening to music. Uh, they're, they're the and so I, yeah, yeah. So I'm being a little bit of a hipster. I'm also crying a little bit on the inside, but I was, I was big into Joe Rogan early because he was like one of the only people that were doing it. Like there was literally like two choices. One was Joe Rogan. One was Bill Burr. And the other one was NPR. You know, that was it. Yeah. So I remember listening to Burt Kreischer tell the machine story for the first time on Joe Rogan's podcast. And like I didn't really connect the dots. Like I didn't realize Never he was the stand up prior to that. Bert. Uh, I mean, not no, not prior to listening. That's a phenomenal. That's a phenomenal bit. Well, the story is great, and it's on one of his stand up things. But he told it before he started telling it as a stand up thing. He told it on that podcast. Hey everybody, it's Jack here. Hope you enjoyed the shitty first recording for Quarantine Road. I know if you even made it to here, you're probably like, wow, that was a lot of nothing. But if there's anything we could take away from that was, one, clearly it needs a lot of work. I'm actually trying to learn this program right now so I can edit it to make it any bit better. But it's uh, clearly in a lot of YouTubes and uh, not really getting much out of them. But if there's anything we could take away from this first recording is that, well, if you're buying something, you might as well buy something that is for when you shit. Uh, bidet, a good cleaning mechanism for your fanny if you're European and you like squirting your ass. Don't really know where to go from there, but we had that, and then we talked a little bit about politics, talked a little bit about sports. Again, it's the first one, first recording, and I think it went fairly well. Lynn definitely held down the uh, fort, have got some great answers and the uh, mic time, but I think he did a good job, so... Anyone, uh, everyone stay tuned. I know we didn't touch on Billie Eilish. Clearly, I have a lot to talk about Billie Eilish. It'd be fairly easy to talk about how much I uh, do not like her music. But next week's topics, we're going to talk a little bit about movies, what we're actually watching on the big screen. And by big screen, I mean the screen that you're watching at home because clearly it's quarantine times. Talk about that. George is probably going to be in week two of the uh, going back to the real world and then we're going to talk about why you know you might be feeling a little lonely at home or uh, you know you're getting a little stir crazy and you're trying to get back to the real world and back to the workforce we'll give you some stories why you should remember why people fucking suck and there's those are pretty come pretty easy that and then maybe one one thing i guess we'll talk movies music and memories that's what we'll do music movies, memories. Everyone, join the night. This is the end. Adios.